It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ every weekday morning from our studio on the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. Eric, all this week we've been walking through dilemmas that we are facing as a culture and as a church. Uh, Sunday you preached a message called The Vaccine Dilemma, which if someone hasn't listened to, I'd highly encourage them to go listen to, because you're walking through this idea of how do we deal with these issues, not so it divides the church, but in love. So again, you can go to ellersley.com and go to sermons, or if you're listening this week, ellersley.com forward slash daily, where they can listen to the sermon and then listen to all these daily thunders we've been walking through this week. Uh, so this week we've been dealing with these issues. So like Monday, we dealt with face masks, face coverings. Uh, Tuesday, we dealt with social distancing. Wednesday, uh, gender confusion. Uh, yesterday. You're pretty good in remembering it all. I, I'm uh, trying. I'm t- <laughs> we did. Uh, it was defunding the police. Yeah, I was like, then yesterday I'm like, which, no, 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 I don't which even really have it. It wasn't as much on defunding the police as much as on race and right. the issues of race that we're and facing victim, today. Uh, the victim yeah. mentality. Yeah. Uh, today, we're, we're talking about this idea of immigration uh, and which you you entitled "Over the Wall in El Paso," uh, which is a great great title. Uh, love El Paso. Uh, you want to flesh this idea out of just immigration yeah. and why is this a divisive point? Oh, it's it's a really challenging one because most of us almost immediately default to uh, politics on this one. And you know, I know that there were some people that uh, you know looked at Trump's policies, his conservative policies that protected you know Christian liberties, and they were like, okay, I see that, but I can't vote for a guy that is going to keep people out of our country. And so is the immigration issue that actually uh, nullified their ability to see any uh, good uh, in that. And there's a lot of division on these points, just like all the, that's why I'm calling it a dilemma. We're using the word dilemma. These are dilemmas for the church because uh, how we treat the foreigner in our land is very critical. The question of should we allow the foreigner into our land seems to be uh, the point of contention. The body of Christ needs to be united right now. And all of these issues we've been addressing this week have the potential to fracture us. And the devil's playing it that way. He's purposely playing it that way. And so I don't, you and I don't want to cover the political side of this at all. I mean, I don't think either of us are immigration experts, nor do we want to weigh in on which ways, the, what's the best policy. What we do know, though, for as pastors, is that having laws to protect borders, if you want to say it that way, is actually wise and biblical. Okay, so it's not an anti, uh, it's not an ungodly thing to actually create protections. Uh, and many Christians struggle with that, but government is is still, it's a godly thing. And there's all sorts of government. There's uh, not just government of nations and governments of states and governments of uh uh, localities, but there's governance of churches and there's governance of families and there's self-government even. And all that government is godly. It's all instituted by God. And in each of those zones, there needs to be a protection. Let's just start with the self-government. You know, if I'm just saying, hey, you know, there's a rogue thought out there that wants to come into this life and into this thought uh, life and into my soul. I should let it in. I am unfeeling and unloving if I don't let everything in. Well, that's actually an improper way of looking at it. There's things that shouldn't be let in for the preservation of the health of my life in my family. Every night, I, I actually lock the doors. Whoa, 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 whoa. Settle it's, down. It's Settle down. Thing. That means all the people lingering on the streets that would want to come into my home are going to be locked out. And that sounds extremely rude when you're talking immigration. 
But it's for wisdom's sake. I have children that I, I want to preserve, and they are vulnerable to some of the things that are walking around outside. And so therefore, as a father, I'm going to use wisdom to create, if you could call it, an immigration law of that which enters my home. I want to be watchful of it. I want to monitor that so that I can preserve what is inside that home. And uh, so all of that, we can just say, all right, we, we need to recognize that immigration laws or actually having a mind towards it is not really, shouldn't be the debate. It's, and what I would like to even skip over is, is it good what is happening in our country right now? I would even like to skip over that because I'm, I guarantee you there's going to be a good percent of our audience that will be upset with it. There'll be some that are like, I'm very supportive. It's great getting all these foreigners into our land because now we can love them. And that's actually uh, what I would like to emphasize is where all of us as Christians should unite. And we all agree that the foreigners that are in the land are ones that have a special place in God's heart. So now let's imagine we don't know how they got here. To, to us as Christians, as the church, it shouldn't matter how they got here. It's the fact that they're here. And that's a, it really probably plays some people funny when I say that. It's like, but they're here illegally. Yeah, but they're here. And it's interesting because we're also supposed to have a heart for the orphan. There's all sorts of orphans that are coming over that wall in El Paso, and they don't have any paternal care. And so how should we as the church respond to this? And the reason we're more acquainted with this is we're associated with someone from uh, the military in El Paso and also uh, the church system in El Paso. And this is a real crisis down yep. there. And it's very easy like for someone in the military to go, this is a nightmare. I mean, they're coming onto our base and you know we're not set up for this. And in a strange sense, if you flip the switch on that and say, what an opportunity for the church to rise up and care for these, uh, these people that are here, whether we agree with the system of governance over how they got here, it's like, but now they're here. And I think that's where I would like to encourage us as the body of Christ is to not trip over the wrong things, to not divide over how they got in, because that's actually not our jurisdiction. That's not our responsibility. The fact that we're not, I mean, if you are in a executive position right now of the government, if you are in the, you know, in a position to make a decision on that, well, that's a different story, but you and I aren't. We're just in a country which has a whole bunch of uh, foreigners in our land. And how should we approach that? Do you want to comment on that? Maybe flesh it out a little more? <clears throat> yeah, I love this idea. I, I think it goes back to some of the other stuff we've said this week. I think as a church, a lot of times we feel much more comfortable around people that are like us. Mm -hmm. And so we tend to naturally gravitate toward people like us. We want to do church with people like us. We spend time with people like us rather than recognizing that God has actually given us great opportunity to reach a lost and dying world with mm -hmm. the gospel. Mm -hmm. And I think it's easy to look at like the immigration issue and just be like, all right, this, this is a huge problem. And I think if you come from a self-preservation perspective, like, all right, it's costing my tax dollars. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. it's going to inconvenience me. It's going to mm -hmm. take jobs. It's going to, yeah. well, then it actually becomes a very selfish position mm -hmm. rather than recognizing these are people. And there's probably a reason why they want to get out from where they're at and come here. Yeah. And so, okay, so maybe they're in a desperate situation. And again, I know that's all political and potentially divisive. And yet they are people yeah. and they need rescue. They need help. Mm -hmm. They need the gospel. Mm -hmm. And so what does it look like then to, to step out of a, 
uh, out of my own comfort and say, okay, they may not speak a language I know, mm-hmm. but then how can I reach them? Uh, maybe, maybe the best thing for my soul is maybe I do need to learn a language to reach these individuals. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I need to be willing to move yeah. and move down to a place like El Paso and yeah. say, okay, uh, Lord, uh, here's my home. Open, yeah. open the doors. Yeah. Now I can't rescue every single one of yeah. them because I, I certainly wouldn't have a house that big because <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of people. But yet, maybe I can, maybe I can help one family. Yeah. Maybe I can help one. Yeah. And okay, and and granted, you and I don't even live in El Paso, but we could be praying. Yeah. Uh, one for the people in El Paso. We could be yeah. praying for just the people who are dealing with the practical needs. We, we could be dealing for those who are crossing, uh, or who, who have crossed. And if nothing else, we could be praying for their souls. Yeah. And we we can leverage, I think, as the body of Christ, this great opportunity to say, okay we suddenly have a bunch of people that we now have access to that we never would have had access to. Uh, I don't go down to Mexico very often and maybe I should, yeah. but I, I don't. Yeah. But now I have a whole bunch of Mexico Latinos come to you. coming yeah. to me. And I'm like, that's yeah. actually amazing. One yeah. of our, one of our previous students is working with a bunch of refugees in, in, in Atlanta. Hmm. And she goes, isn't it amazing? She goes, I, Within like a couple mile walk, she goes, I have almost every people group in the entire world wow. at, at, in, at my fingertips. Yeah. She goes, I no longer have to go to, you know, Timbuktu and, you know, all these places <laughs> to reach all these yeah. nations. She goes, the nations have come to us. Yeah. And again, whether it's illegal or not illegal, it's the fact that we have a great opportunity yeah. in America to share the gospel. Yeah. And I think we forget that, you know, we see missions as this, you know, people go into some distance, some distant country, actually America is a greater mission field probably than most countries at this point. Yeah. One, we in America desperately need yeah. Jesus, but the world is coming to our doorstep yeah. and it's yeah. a great opportunity for us who live in America yeah. to turn outward and just say, okay, Lord, how do you want to use yeah. me to reach the people around me? Because even if you're not in Texas, uh, there are people in your neighborhood, there are people in your state that need Jesus. Yeah. And there are people that are immigrants. There are people uh-huh. that are from around the world that you you could actually reach and minister yeah. to. Uh, that is actually an amazing opportunity yeah. that I don't think any time in, in history has been like this. Yeah. And so, and I think that's why it's important because if we get caught up in the political mm-hmm. side of this, you get mad over some of the immigration stuff that's happening and you lose sight of what we're talking about. And that's why I'm saying it's not our jurisdiction. Now we do have a vote. And so in that sense, it's, it's our jurisdiction. But if something's happening in our country that wouldn't be the way we think is the most protective of our country or the best use of our resources, as a country, and it could harm other people in this country. If we could move that off to the side and just say, but these are people and they're hurting. Some of them are captured in darkness and needing hope. You have happen to have it. Could you imagine if there were, you know, cause they, we were talking about, you know, 5,000 boys that are under 18 that don't have parents with them and they're just here now. And that could rise up to like 25,000. If the church were to go out of their way to say, I'll take one of them. Now, like you're saying, the language barrier intimidates most of us. But remember, we were talking about gender confusion on Wednesday. We were talking about having a satchel of communication skill for reaching men, a satchel of communication skill for reaching women. But when it comes to someone who's no longer defined by a gender, we don't have a satchel to know how to communicate. So it intimidates us. and We don't even talk to them. The same is true with the foreigner. 
if we truly love this person, what would we be willing to do to go through to say, I want to reach them? Well, if you were trying to reach people with the loss, what would you learn? You would learn the gospel. Well, if you're trying to reach someone who speaks a different language with the gospel, you'd want to learn their language. And so I think we just need to think as Christians. Uh, and that doesn't mean liberal or conservative. That means Christian. And so as a result, these are people that matter and they happen to be here now. Whether they got here in the right way or the wrong way, they're here and they matter to Jesus. May they matter to us. That's so good. Eric, just as we're reflecting on this last week, would you mind even just closing us in prayer? Uh, obviously, the church, we're, we're in an interesting place as the body of Christ, and we're needing to make key decisions. And I think even for pastors just trying to figure out, okay, how do I deal with these dilemmas practically in this local body? But I think for all of us as believers, so everyone who's listening to this podcast or watching, I think we just need to be freshly reminded of our position Amen. as a believer Amen. and the fact that we are not to self-preserve and we're not to self-protect. We're not to turn inward, but we are to truly showcase mm-hmm. the love of Jesus Christ and mm-hmm. that God would give us wisdom, that God would give us a fervor for the lost yeah. souls, that that God would give us just a burn for his people yeah. uh, that he desperately loves and has died for. Would you mind just even closing us in prayer and just even with all these dilemmas yeah. that we've talked about this week, that God would just breathe afresh upon Amen. the church? Amen. Father, we live in such an hour, and we just say thank you for positioning us in it. Uh, Thank you for giving us grace, for giving us understanding of your cross work and your resurrection power and your seated position on high. Lord, that we would leverage uh, the realities of your victory right now as the church. I pray that you would stir us as the body, that you would knit us together as the body, that the enemy's game to divide us would fail, and that we would truly uh, be in agreement with the Holy Spirit right now to function together as one, that we would be in agreement with each other to reach this world with the truth, with the reality, with the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, revive your church animate and activate your church. Lord Jesus, we need you now. And I pray that all the enemy has, is meaning for evil in our midst would be turned against him and be turned towards your glory. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, from our campus in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekly sermon is delivered live at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings with a delayed live stream available at noon Mountain Time. Go to ellerslie.com forward slash daily to get all the details. Note that our live in-person version of Daily Thunder is scheduled to resume on weekdays this coming June at the Ellerslie campus in conjunction with our discipleship training season. Thanks for listening.